Okay. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Queen is Dead. I'm Sanjeet. I have Dhruv with me and we have our very own recurring guest, Arijit, with us. And uh, yeah, Arijit, hi. How are you? Hi, man. <laughs> How is the old game? <laughs> no, I, I love doing this. Yeah. <laughs> so this is, uh, this is, uh, this topic is not initiated by me or Sanjeet. It is Arijit's initiation of the topic. So let's like, be clear about that from the beginning uh, you know but he, but it's good we, we should have done it before but it's like it gives us like more uh, motivation to actually go out and like do some more like watch stuff work like watch work. productively <laughs> watch productively <laughs> that's the right yeah. word <laughs> I, I think it's uh, it's it's a perfect continuation to our episode before with Arjit, which is which was on Halloween and now we're like progressing to Christmas, <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> and then let's yeah, just yeah, Suggested something completely uh, what you won't associate with Christmas because Christmas is whatever the season of joy and everything. And then Sinatra <laughs> singing. Arjit followed the criterion. Sorry, go ahead. What were you saying? Yeah, I'm saying this is also Genesis is finding joy in the metaverse. So, in the yeah. sense of yeah. <laughs> very much so. Yeah, and like just I think he had seen the criterion channel, pay, they had like this collection or whatever they had started on uh, Hitchcock mm. and Christmas mm. and how they kind of flipped the Christmas triangle around with the light, right. light and like we'll put dark into the light, like whatever, like whatever you expect from criteria <laughs> in, these, in these situations. And like we use that as an opportunity to basically go and talk about Hitchcock because we never have... Like he's always, yeah. I think the problem with a person like Hitchcock has become that it's casually accepted that he was so mm. good that you'd stop like, yeah. talking about uh, yeah, like, yeah, his, yeah. his films in general and like how and, good, how they mm. were good, I think it's the bigger, bigger pull for a lot of us. And I think mm. we all, we all were, we all absolutely failed our assignments of watching or rewatching a lot of the films. But uh, <laughs> how much ever we could watch or rewatch, we've kind of we're kind of hoping we'll bring something to the table about Hitchcock in general. And uh, anyways, so the first person I actually want to ask about the sort of Hitchcock over and everything is uh, Arjit because he initi- initiated the topic, so he can like begin yeah. us on like what he thought was like the his sort of beginning with the Hitchcock films and everything uh, mm. and we'll just start from there and recount like personal experiences with his mm. films in general yeah okay so I'm, so it was like very uh, casual I think back in I was in college I think for 5-6 years or so when I started like like anyone I think who in general who gets into cinema so anyway yeah. I, I love mm. films and <laughs> I and uh, I think I, I don't remember exactly what I think was either rear window or psycho, but I think it was, mm-hmm. I think the benefit of the I think it was rear window. Yeah. And so just randomly, I was like, okay, very acclaimed thriller that I have heard of this guy, Hitchcock, and let's watch. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and I, I, I still remember that I was very, uh, when I watched the, I think, rear window, and then I watched all the films, uh, psycho and then uh, strangers on a train, Dalem mm-hmm. for murder, and all that back to back. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I was, because one film, the first film was like, oh my god, in one room. They're basically mm-hmm. making it in one room. Yeah. And yeah. 
going across and just with the edit and i mm-hmm. didn't know that uh, that that was very applied the coolish of effect yeah i came to know about it much later yeah it's a very simple editing process you know that thing mentions that you uh, put a face of a man and mm-hmm. then the next shot goes to uh, a mother fondling a baby and yeah. you come back and the man smiles चीज happening that's hmm. so lacking nowadays i guess we'll discuss this later when we talk about like just the pace of editing and like everything like hmm. you know when uh, when hitchcock does it uh, in his films and my introduction to him was maybe rear window and abil i'll get to rear window later it's one of my uh, spots in cinema where i i love what it stands for but i've never gotten into the film as such like narratively or dramatically hmm. But mm. that was like my introduction to Hitchcock, and maybe when I watched it, I was like, "Ah, it's fine," because I probably didn't care about like cinematic techniques and everything. But I was just mm. like, I wasn't like completely engrossed in it, so I I kind of put watching other Hitchcock films off for a while. Then mm. I think I just watched Psycho one day because I was into like the horror films and we are horror film junkies here. Considering we <laughs> did like two three episodes <laughs> on horrors, horror, so, yeah. But like Psycho, I watched, which I loved. Uh, mm. and then after that. my sort of journey with hitchcock's been very like up like broken in a way that i've gone to like his 30s ka work sometimes and then like mm-hmm. this is the first time i kind of decided to try and i failed but i i <laughs> i went to like the his i watched a silent film i watched in the 20s and then i watched one film of the 30s one film from the 40s and one rewatch from the 50s i i tried to rewatch uh, I rewatched mm. Rear Window and I failed to still love it unfortunately <laughs> but uh, but but watching them together gives you the impression of someone who like you know ju- you can see it from his first film itself there's like a mm. genuine ability of like someone who knows how what image and like what where to cut and everything right you just mm-hmm. kind of know it's a confident Uh, personality, which is personality, and like uh, uh, recently, it's like uh, everyone sort of excited so much about a musical just because it's Steven Spielberg directing it, right? It's mm. it's like that director's yeah. trademark, you know, what you call about mm. like that sort of auto. Like it doesn't matter what the plot yeah. is, you yeah. are guaranteed <laughs> a, a tense experience regardless. The visual sort of way he arranges everything, blocking like. But, uh, editing everything like it's so uh, beautifully done uh, mm. in most in all of his films, despite sort of some of the plot in some of his films being like very messy and like tonally mm. all over the place, right? So I think that's my sort of 
convoluted experience with him but like i've always <clears> come away with something of a learning and i i really think i'm surprised there are some i will discuss this later when we talk about specific techniques which i think i'm surprised people don't use as much mm. now uh, mm. don't pay attention yeah sanjeet your turn yeah so um like my journey with him has been like i began knowing about hitchcock from other filmmakers like i read a lot of text about hitchcock rather than watch his films yeah in my early days uh like obviously i was following the more main more mainstream directors than hitchcock himself mm-hmm. at that point because i was just getting into watching films back like 7 8 years back um but at that time uh, i just i was just getting to know more information from people and the thing was he was so popular and so influential amongst these filmmakers that everything was out there so yeah. i was i was confused i was mostly conflicted by the fact that if it's everything is so out there how am i going to enjoy films yeah and um, and at that point i was still learning about what films how films translate and everything and what not and there was this one interview by uh, i think nolan if i'm not wrong i i could be completely wrong about it um where he said um like like basically psycho was so influential that it's like there were like hundreds of films that have been like inspired by him and bet and they've probably bettered quote unquote bettered the technique of what psycho did and the whole stabbing scene which is like i think everyone's seen that even though you've not seen that i mean every non movie fan yeah. almost has seen that also. yeah That's everyone so in some popular. even if you've seen seen himmat wala you've seen that shot but <laughs> 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 so so you know what i'm talking about like he was like literally everywhere at some point like he's now as well um but i nolan was or some filmmaker had said this line like you know from where something began from some from where most of the techniques have derived have been derived from which made so much sense like you know it makes so much sense that you actually have to see the original to know where it all began and you have to suspend all of those thoughts and watch it as one thing like and yeah. that it belongs to a certain era yeah. like you cannot have certain complaints or criticisms to that film because it was the one which started it yeah so naturally psycho was the one which with which i began watching that film and i absolutely loved watching it because yeah. even though i knew what was going to happen it was so engrossing and i don't know how he does this yeah. because i watched it today before recording as well yeah and yeah. there is this one like one bernard herman scores like it soars at one point and he cuts onto something very horrific and you get yeah. goose flesh and yeah. i'm like boss how do you do this this yeah. is like some another level of technique and master craftsmanship that you that you that you're able to pull it off even after like i've seen things and i've known things yeah i, so, I that's the th- sorry go ahead arjun no no just like that and you know it's more like uh, and then with every film that i watch i have not seen everything obviously i have probably like seen some 10 films out of 50 55 films that's yeah, like a mammoth shock, shocking how many films you made honestly i was just like absolutely absolutely number of films that are there you know it's a very uh, something very interesting uh, that just popped up uh satyajit mm. uh, he had said once I, i i remember i had also read uh, this thing back then Hmm. I was also big like I was exploring way and I was reading his works and all that. So hmm. he has written that there are maybe like very few directors hmm. like who made the same kind of films and that hmm. particular <laughs> same pattern and yeah. still succeeded. <laughs> succeeded and they made they all of them are brilliant. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That tells a lot about Hitchcock's genius. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I mean, most if you if you look at it very closely, like most of his plots are kind of similar only in a way. Like yeah. if if not a, a if plot, not the actually. main sorry. I'm saying very simple plot, like not yeah, yeah, yeah. Complicated something is like someone trying to murder someone or steal someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A uh, man. Movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was trying to describe uh, rope cup plot. I was convincing my non-film <laughs> friend to watch a 1968 film, and I was like, the one I could. Like very, it's hard, sometimes hard to summarize plots or like simple mm-hmm. plots in one line. I think the ease with which you can say that about some of his films, it's like crazy how how like nuts yeah, and bolts yeah. of phrase which is like very common. Like the plot is very mm. straightforward, yet yeah. there is so much underneath it that it's just like uh, an ex. You just want to explore more and more and more uh, filmmaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or storytelling wise, right? Yeah. uh yeah so that's no but but it's but crazy was, like was, sorry sorry no no go ahead go ahead arjit he was uh, mentioning that he was some 30s movie i i read somewhere that he made a movie on jack the ripper did you watch that i don't know the name i forgot the name the jack the ripper movie is the 20s one i think uh oh the silent the, that's the silent film i think silent that's what i had read uh that i watched that one yeah what it's called the The Lodger, a story of the Ooh, London fog. Oh, okay, 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 okay. The Lodger. Yeah, that's the Jack the Ripper inspired uh, tale. Uh, that's. He actually a... made a very funny comment after that. Uh, like, I think there's a scene in the Lodger where uh, someone walks up the stairs. Yeah. So, I think, and when sound came. Yeah. So initially, Hitchcock used to hate like sound. It was like all other directors like sound is going yeah, to yeah. ruin the movie and everything. Yeah. And he really they said that no 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 it's going to help me it's going to intensify things. Yeah. And he said I don't have to show that he's going up the stairs I can just do it with the creaks. Exactly. Yeah. That's how he used in all of that's, it. That's that's a huge thing though I think I mean we'll hmm. get to it later I won't get into film theory stuff that will come later because <laughs> the rear window for me is most fascinating for the film theory implications it has mm-hmm. uh anyways like okay so i guess the bigger bigger point is like i guess we've mentioned already that um that he's he's someone who's sort of influenced uh so like i kind of want to ask sanjeev only starting from mm-hmm. this because he mentioned it the most like which filmmakers were like the mm. one that you that used the similar sort of language but like mm. when you went back to uh, hitchcock you still found it like yeah yeah irritating yeah. right so like what is there something these filmmakers do as such which is like not uh, i think application uh, or what what is it like that the the thing with hitchcock is he knows how to make a, like he knows how to direct completely like even if you hand him like a mediocre mediocre written script he knows how he's going to if not uh, like the film won't be spectacular if the film isn't spectacular some scenes would be absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. because he knows how to cut a scenes and he knows how to use the score the music whatever like yeah. some of his films don't even have music music at all like absence is very important actually yeah, think, the, yeah. like my favorite hitchcock film which is birds has no background score it is all the bird sounds oh. and everything that I, I think you both haven't seen birds yet, we right? We both But, haven't seen. Yeah. Which is which is my favorite Hitchcock film from whatever fifteen, ten, fifteen films that I've seen of his. Uh, and you found out about that from the happening, right? 
<laughs> by mr m night shamlan yeah. m night shamlan is one who's like completely uh, influenced by hitchcock himself yeah, yeah, like his cameos were... <laughs> hitchcock, right right totally totally <laughs> like you look at his uh, uh, cameos what do you what do you expect <laughs> but they are cameos no for from M. i mean it's like extended in, in his movie. earlier films they were like some little bit roles only you know? now they've become like longer i feel he yeah. to full fledged act in acted in one of the movies but anyway that's not the point yeah. uh, um like brian de palma like who is known as his true blue successor like air quotes uh of hitchcock the best thing about both of uh, hitchcock and de palma is they know they know how to cut their films so well and i think i learned a significant part of my filmmaking knowledge comes from uh hitchcock actually said in some interview or some of his quotes like he uh, like you can make a film in three stages and editing is you know you make a film on the edit table as well which is which was amongst my first few learnings when i was starting to plan, like getting into filmmaking as a career yeah. because i when i made some of my shots they were something else completely and when i started editing them out they were come something else altogether like they i, I ended up making something else altogether which yeah. was so fascinating because i was like i am making three film a film at three different stages and i can change it at every stage and, and editing i can play around with the most and uh what i'm trying to say with the edit is as well is as uh you like i i what psycho as i mentioned before like it is so simple like it's so simple techniques like a, a character is going to um to one of the houses to just like sn- sneak in from behind uh a, a certain characters uh back yeah. and there is nothing is happening it's just the character moving towards the house and you see the point of view of the person moving towards the house and it's so tense there's nothing yeah. there but it's just one character walking towards the house because you're always looking behind the shoulder and this another theory which is everyone knows the ticking bomb theory yeah. you know what is going to happen and and it becomes so interactive in a way yeah. that uh, interactive in the sense now you now what we think of interactive is like you making decisions for the character and what not that has become <laughs> so the like norm in bandersnatch bandersnatch which is the new thing which people think is interactive for me interactive is if i am feeling so much for the character to not do something or do something just like you know when you're sitting and looking at a character doing something and and you're like don't just like do it fast get done with this quickly and like run away like it's it's that kind of interaction yeah it's so because you're so invested in the whole thing you're you're scared of of one of the characters that is that exists in that yeah. world you don't want one of the characters to get wronged yeah and like so much more like and and it's like how like dipama is another level because he's although it's like he's ripping off hitchcock there's so much fun yeah from it's whatever dress knowing school. also no it's very like yeah, full blooded yeah, yeah. and like it's like completely hyper violent not, not subtle and like he goes for yeah. it yeah 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 i'm palma i think yeah yeah one one i think palma i think he takes off hitchcock and he mixes with a uh, bit of b grade Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 why why is hitchcock the master why you've been referred to brian as the new hitchcock and so on well because hitchcock i think uh, pioneered a whole type of film grammar he learned he taught us how to express things as clearly visually i think as they can be expressed as like good grammar you either speak well or you speak badly you either write clearly or you don't and he does it and when he's expressing an idea or a, you know a whole cinematic sequence he does he puts the camera in exactly the right position he has exactly the right shots 
mm. you know, and everybody else is sort of muddle-headed and bird-brained, basically, and in relationship to him. Yeah. Why hasn't everyone learned from him, then? Because he's a genius. You can't duplicate it, you just have Well, you can it. get close, but he is a genius. I mean. yeah. Have you consciously duplicated Hitchcock effects? Sure, and, and sure. I mean, learning how to try to use that grammar, so I've I. very much mm -hmm. tried to look through his eye, and I think now have sort of evolved a kind of grammar of my own, but uh, I, mean, I mean, if you want to know anything about cinematic storytelling, I mean, he's it. Then how can they possibly remake a Hitchcock movie? There were plans it's to crazy. remake one, and since, since every shot of a Hitchcock movie is known to well, students Well, what's interesting about film. cinema is that you uh. can copy so carefully. I mean, you can put the camera in exactly the same position. It's mm -hmm. Xerox you could actually of a picture. Duplicate it. Absolutely. Same setup. Except would have no soul. Yeah, nay, I'm I'm just surprised that a lot of horror films nowadays don't uh, use the suspense ticking bomb technique that much. Like you know, mainstream. No, no, I mean, no, no. Like that that ability to like just make someone like I always think it is like the audience always knows more than the characters right yeah, and yeah that's yeah. what right, that's right. what creates the tension for me like it's just anxiety your Absolute anxiety, anxiety anticipation everything it's like you right, just right. are waiting for the inevitable to happen because you already yeah. know like how badly it's gonna go I'm surprised like people like horror films go for that you know go for shock versus suspense which I think is a strange uh, yeah, trade-off yeah. almost sometimes because the shop has that sort of we've talked about this the feet cattle and jump scares yeah the jump scare right the you <laughs> have that momentary spike and then it's like completely gone but I think in a Hitchcock film the momentary spike happens after like so much build-up that you actually that yeah. you kind that yeah. lasts like for a long long time and I think that's yeah. what's and here, I guess, is where I think the influences or whatever has influenced uh, a lot of these filmmakers and a lot of them are inspired, right? Because mm -hmm. I watch this uh, and I'm going to give like really weird examples rather than like all these. Because like I have, I watched this uh, film called The Warriors this, mm -hmm. uh, this year, which is like a very knowing, trashy, uh, erotic thriller. Like it's from mm. like, it's inspired by De Palma and like Hitchcock very clearly it's inspired by Rio Vendor, right? Mm. But it kind of embraces it. So like you can see, so, you know, the I'll, I'll not spoil the film, but like it's more to do with the the camera in the first shot will pan, like go pan in and zoom in sort of towards this woman who's like changing clothes inside mm. like the change, uh, like clothing room. And like mm. the woman looks at the camera and then the and she like closes the curtain off so that people can't see it. So like it's very, I think people... Uh, like, you know, filmmakers who kind of borrow the technique and know how to, like, mm -hmm. play with it sort of are more successful. But, like, mm -hmm. if you're trying to ape that, but you're also part of, like, today's culture, which is, like, quick cutting and everything. If you combine <laughs> that with, like, Hitchcock, I think that's kind of a recipe for disaster rather than Actually. a sort of a recipe for, like, you know, uh, creating something uh, great. So... The so one film I I kind of think, and I don't know how, I've only seen this one film from this filmmaker, but I remember really thinking the sort of tension and sort of building paranoia and suspense of, you know, in that, mm -hmm. in the, that film is called Stranger by the Lake. It's by Alan or Alain Guerardi, I think I'm, I'm pronouncing okay. that wrong. Some French filmmaker. In that, it's a very similar plot where uh, the, the, you you get to know that one of the people uh, is the murderer, but the main character kind of wants to get with that character. And then it's mm. all about sort of 
juggling that sort of what was what is going to happen between these two people yeah right yeah. and it's 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 <laughs> that sort of divide or like t- tension building which i think uh works yeah. <laughs> so no, I, I, I mean this movie stranger by the lake is it the one andrew gartel he was there no no stranger by the lake is some friend let me just search this mm-hmm. uh if i'm even remembering, remembering the title which is said was like a one of a uh, no no th- this is a uh, no no this is some french art house film only this is like the stranger by the lake thing uh, uh Sorry, spa- under the silver lake ah that's under that's the that's silver lake which is under the silver lake inspired by it right Which yeah, yeah. Inspired by everything only, I think. David, David Robert Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And even like inherent voice. But anyway, that's a lot of the, them, right? It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the fever dream kind of, which I love. That's but, that's the Mulholland Drive staple, which and yeah. then you can transition nicely to David but, Lynch if you have anything to say, Sanjeev. <laughs> Blue no, Velvet, you were talking about, right? Bit, yeah, yeah. Uh, But Arjit, you were. Yeah. So no, I I think uh, Drew has an interesting point that uh, many filmmakers. In fact, uh, the way you were saying, I think even recently I see this trend in horror films that even after building the tension or that uh, suspense, yeah, hmm. not giving anything to the audience, then instead it's kind of a letdown. It's kind of like hmm. you know, it's like, <clears throat> me, like what kind of like so. I was seeing this interview of Hitchcock where he was saying like that that taking bomb technique, and he was saying yeah. like after that's done, you yeah. have to give the audience what they want. Never blow it. Never blow the bomb. Yeah. Always make sure mm. that they find the bomb and they throw it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Life, I, I let the bomb blow, and that that I received massive criticism. Criticism, and I also realized that the audience doesn't like it. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the A twenty four formula, no? <laughs> like the, <laughs> the tension, 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 then diffused already. Like there's no like yeah, uh, satisfaction. These A two four films, except something with like a Robert Eggers or something like that. But like, yep. yeah. So yeah, so yeah. I think there is a. But in general, what mm. I, uh, we started talking about Psycho, and it's yep. very funny that. Was made as a as a kind of a reactionary film because Hitchcock watched uh, Diabolics. Oh yeah, uh, I forgot. Mm, it's so inspired. Diabolik. By, yeah, 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 yeah. He was very jealous that he, <laughs> I think they made a film yeah. uh, which was as good as uh, Diabolics, at least until then. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he was very taken like how that those thriller elements, which which is why he was kind of like I have to make Psycho. Yeah, which is which is a very similar subject. Oh yeah, I I absolutely forgot how yeah, similar yeah, yeah. Diabolik is to this. And Diabolik is fantastic. So yeah, even it's yeah. mentioned like Diabolik before Peeping Tom and Psycho, there was Diabolik. Diabolik. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ishwar was actually very. There was a, I think in Criterion there was a bit extra. I was listening to one of those interviews. They said that Ishwar was very jealous when he watched it, and he, he when it came out, he was in his typical that. Oh, it's a nice movie. It's a good movie like that. But he was actually deep in that. He was like, why didn't I make this movie now? Yeah. Mm. I, I, I actually. You you can completely envision it like him directing it, which is not to say that. Uh, and yeah, I'm yeah, forgetting yeah. the director's yeah, name who who made that. <laughs> uh, 
but <laughs> but yeah, sorry, Arjun, go ahead. Uh, you're saying that's what I'm saying, and it's also very funny that in the same year, Hitchcock uh, made Psycho, also yeah. another film that's called Peeping Tom. Yeah. Yeah, that that came out in the, in the same year. That that didn't do well. Yeah. No, that didn't do. It created a lot of controversy. Oh yeah, that. it was controversial because of the whole uh, yeah. sexist angle. Psycho, psycho wasn't. Psycho wasn't aired on American television for a long time. Go. In King Kong, Kevin Show, and he was asked like, "Is there no American audience? It's too much for the American audience in the television." So even Psycho was. Yeah, but Psycho was known for the like how we were talking about right like if uh, like there was like a notice that was issued like you cannot enter the theater after like five minutes. Right, uh, right, right. Don't miss the beginning. Don't miss the beginning. Where where else did you read this? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Go ahead, Arjit. No, I'm saying actually it's very funny. If you actually miss the beginning, you won't yeah. understand what's happening in the film. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. So, and to also put a film like that, uh, but in a sense, the beginning is irrelevant to the main plot. Mm. How that is also a clue to the. It's like a piece of uh, a jigsaw puzzle, larger puzzle. Yeah. And so that piece is incomplete, but it's a very irrelevant piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remind me what happens, Sanjeev, because you saw it today only. Psycho. Like, like the what's the opening shot? Is it like that zoom in towards a window or something, or like or something like that? First, first shot is that window of the city. Window, right, of the city, and it goes into the yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think there's the a Steven Soderbergh film that recalls that shot, at least from what I remember. Uh, oh sure. right, right. Side oh, effects, side, side effects, effects, side effects, which is yeah, another yeah. his Hitchcock, Hitchcock movie. Hitchcock inspired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is his Hitchcock inspired film. But yeah, but but let's talk about like uh, Hitchcock in the fifties, which like Arjit said is uh, peak Hitchcock. Like you know, he came out with what else in fifties? Uh, Rope was fifties. Rope is forty-eight. Forty-eight. Okay, but yeah. uh, North by Northwest. Fifty-nine um, or something, right? Yeah, and uh, Vertigo was fifties. Vertigo was um, fifty-eight. Yeah. Di- dial, dial M for murder M4 was fifties. I think so. Yeah. Rear so, window was fifty-four. I think. Fifty-three, fifty-four. Yeah, something. Like yeah, that. and something else also in the middle. Uh, I can't recall. I, he uh, remade Man Who Knew Too Much. Uh, in oh, but apparently the American remake isn't very good from whatever I've read. Uh, that is open to uh, judgment considering I only saw the British one. And uh, let's consider consider Psycho also. <laughs> in, in because it's, okay. <laughs> yeah, also oh, like it ends with mm. right. Yeah, so like it's from nineteen forty-eight. I think when uh, Strangers on a Train. Fifty-one Strangers yeah. on a Train. Forty-eight is, I think, uh, rope. Rope, and rope yeah. Was like, yeah. For the rope, right? So from rope, yeah. he starts and he ends in sixty. Oh, maybe sixty-three because birds. Sixty-three with birds, yes. Birds. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, I wanted to ask actually, if Sanjit, you've seen his British films. Uh, he, you saw thirty-nine. St- no, you saw Lady Vanishes, right? Lady Vanishes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. no, before going to like the fifties, which is of course like peak, peak uh, sort of Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to just briefly know what you guys think of his. Uh, if you have seen the British phase of Hitchcock, because he then transitioned to like. High profile and everything, right? So, uh, 
Unfortunately, I haven't seen except the lady vanishes and Rebecca. I've seen like half of it, but I never yeah. got the chance Rebecca to complete it. Right? Rebecca is US only, I think. Oh, US. US film. Yeah. Okay. I okay. Then I am unaware. What do you no, guys? No. Hmm. no, no. I just wanted my thoughts on Lady Vanishes because you really like. Oh, Lady Vanishes! I really like Lady Vanishes. So I mean, it's the, his, his similar recipe of uh, slightly comedic tone, and it's based in a in a fictional country. Yeah. I forgot the name, but it starts something from B. Bradian, uh, Bradinian, something yeah, like that. Forgotten. Yeah. Uh, but people talk. I don't know some. I is it like Eastern European slash Italian type of language? Yeah, yeah. Something? He he loves he loves the other <laughs> European part. He doesn't have stereotypes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but and and see uh, the trope which I really like about his movies, the later movies which I've seen, most of them, mm-hmm. is you start following a certain set of characters or a character, yeah. and then it transitions to someone else completely, and the yeah. plot kicks in probably half an hour, forty minutes into the film. and until then you are clueless like what is going to happen like yeah. the lady vanishes you don't know which lady vanishes <laughs> until it, until yeah, yeah. because i was wondering in most like what is your usual expectations from like a film which has lady vanishes the lady is going to vanish but in it usually is going scene, to right? happen in the beginning yeah, yeah 10 minutes maybe max to max yeah and this doesn't happen until 30 minutes and i was like what is what is happening and see this is what i'm trying to tell uh even like this 30s work is is so remarkable that uh, and all of this stuff stays with you because yeah. it is so different than what you see now yeah. like it doesn't let it holds you until you until until the end it's like you yeah. watch this and yeah. even i don't know, i i personally love the twist in it uh, yeah. i've read that a couple of people haven't but i mean that's their yeah. opinion arijit hasn't seen it so let's yeah let's i'm preserve. i'm not mentioning no no yeah. no i'm not mentioning anything obviously so yeah. let's the reference sandeep made of the lady vanishes i think uh, like or maybe most of his films that till half way we don't know what happens yeah, yeah. Uh, which we would consider vertigo as like his peak which yeah right yeah. half way of the film you are not even aware of what is happening or why it is happening <laughs> yeah 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 you are aware of the obsession he is doing and yeah. i think uh strange enough like i was when i was watching Even I wasn't aware that even I was obsessed with that woman. Yeah. Uh, so oh. Is the audience with you? Yeah. And oh. So also film about gays and voyeurism. Yeah. And and we're looking at this film from James Stewart's perspective. Yeah. And so mm. most of what whatever James Stewart is seeing, mm. we're also seeing that, and we're also carrying that obsession along with us. Mm. Yeah. Halfway down, I was like, "Yeah, what's wrong with this lady? Why, why is she going there? And why is she and what happened? <laughs> and, and constantly, and then when we see the other, so yeah, so I and and I think and all this, I mean, he did it with a lot of how do you say it, minimalism? There was no yeah. like, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. Uh, of course, Vertigo. Of course, he had the option of color and all that. Yeah, even in black and white films, I yeah. think. It mentioned the, that editing process. It's fantastic mm. the way he cuts and it's very precise with his shots. Yeah. Uh, if it's going to a reverse shot and why is it coming back? Why? Yeah. Are, why is the why, why are we cutting the shot? Yeah. So and with that kind of precision. Yeah. Really, really. I mean, fantastic. Uh, I think that that's that's maybe 
what happens when he goes like in uh, the, his most like visually erratic film and almost like it's good it was erratic was uh, the lodger because it's super okay. inspired by uh, german expressionism so it's like completely okay. off off the walls in terms of i mean all of his films have some of those effects right like the mm-hmm. the proper disorientation but isme i i was like there's like it's just shot very strangely some of the portions and i really i wish i could like explain it better but like i'll probably put up some uh, shots which i had taken a screenshot of because they're so like mm. strange and what you won't expect uh from uh, from him and i i i remember i mentioned to sanjeet after he'd seen the lady uh, vanishes that there's like a dream sequence in it which is the most one of the most trippiest thing yeah. i didn't even expect it to <laughs> be in something like the lady vanishes because it's british stuff is yeah, yeah, yeah. a little too light hearted i think compared to like mm-hmm. it is it goes, is when he goes to the us and he has like ro- rope and like vertigo and these are like i think fairly heavy films Uh, we really, have yeah. a sense of humor to them like a very mm. like dark sort of sense of humor but like yeah lady vanishes is much more like light right that very light yeah very light yeah. that is why it was very you know it was so much fun watching it because yeah. uh, at times it is not taking itself seriously and it was so much fun because you know it is absurd in a sense of what it is trying to achieve yeah. in terms of its plot so it was just fun because yeah. then even i don't have to take the film seriously yeah So yeah, it works definitely. either way. So definitely. Lodger was thirties in, in his thirties. Twenty-seven, twenty-seven. Oh, oh, God, I'm so that I was the. So that's yeah, a silent, silent film, no? So, so yeah. I think that's where he also got to completely go wild with the visuals because, like, he wow. had to communicate so much with it. So uh, I will upload this. Uh, the I'm I'm the very series. interested. I'll probably watch the the next thing that I'm watching. Hitchcock is Lodger only now. I don't yeah, know. It's really. Yeah, Uh, sold by that Jack the Ripper concept. Like, ha, ha, ha. No, it's yeah. it's very interesting. Like, I mean, I will get to my <laughs> I, later. I'll talk about my silent film uh, problems. Uh, anyways, we we will uh, go to uh, go to the peak Hitchcock phase. Because right? I think all of our favorite films also are like yeah. in that for, sort of phase of Hitchcock. The fifteen-year so, phase. <laughs> Yeah. So go. So Arjit, you go ahead first because you. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Hmm. And recommend people except Psycho and North by Northwest. Recommend <laughs> <laughs> people and North North by Northwest is actually fantastic. I think that's also a tutorial for those who wants to make uh, James Bond films. No, I was right. going to say the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's from Hitchcock. He made the best Bond film without James. <laughs> without James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, that was like Hitchcock somebody who's TV for like you know give me the Bond thing and I don't know why they didn't like they should have given him like he was on good terms with MGM. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bond. Yeah. And I hope someone like in the future if they're making it, they're like taking cue from him. Yeah. Right. And yeah. Uh, but yeah, I it's very difficult to pinpoint a favorite. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, psycho is. I, I I'll go with something offbeat, which uh, uh, and I'm not saying psycho and all that because I, those are like they're like pop culture influences anyway. Mm. I'll go with Balem for murder. Yep. Which is also kind of and these are like very favorite of mine because these are very minimal in its expression, like within mm. one room, and that's where the stages and blocks mm. and uh, two characters talking, and there's just you know they're going by the phone. And he's, you know, the, the the conversation and cuts to the other place where they are talking, and mm-hmm. all space, and also within a very limited time. 
I think that informant goes within two three days. I think mm. uh, one mm. day the plot, the next day it happens. Yeah. The other day goes investigation. So- I have not seen Dialogue for Murder, but am I right to say like I because I was reading a little bit Rope that and Lifeboat. I think those are the three Hitchcock films which are like very constricted in terms of like yeah, yeah totally. Uh, totally. Rope and and also that you have to give the audience something you can't let the you can never let the murderer get away you have to yeah. get it <laughs> yeah somehow yeah. right yeah. and within that for me it was like when i was watching the film it had me not it's not grabbing for my attention mm-hmm. but with those specific shots maybe a small trap a, mm-hmm. a little fan and then the edit the cutting yeah. and mm-hmm. it's not a great story or something so very the story but i think that's what we uh, say in cinema that it's not just about the story mm-hmm. how, you, how you tell it yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. i think i think that's why also a lot of people didn't consider hitchcock uh i think now not a very like great director author till tufo and the kayes group Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they brought in the whole culture. No, I think of looking mm-hmm. at right. they kind of thought because of this dealing with this uh, thrill and murder yeah. and death mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But I think right, <laughs> <laughs> like, I think it's ingenious someone like for Hitchcock to do something like that. Yeah, the minimum setting and to hold it for two hours. Mm. And I remember I had to go to the washroom, but I couldn't get out. <laughs> and I was watching it over during the lockdown. Yeah, we all were like, uh, we we had like five minute short attention spans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So it was so engaging. Yeah, and, and I and it was like, and the way he builds up this shot by shot, scene by scene, he build it up, he boils yeah. up to like to the top. I was like, oh, what's going to happen now? What's going to happen now? That obsession he creates. Yeah, and, and also like. You mentioned it's very surprising that why filmmakers don't take tips from like these days. Very yeah. simple and very effective, and also uh, emotionally engages the audience. Oh yeah, definitely. Not, mm-hmm. not too much of intellectual exercise, mm. emotionally connecting or pulling the audience. Yeah. So, mm. Yeah. So that's that's one of my favorites. Uh, uh, of, mm. Yeah. So Sanjit, go no, you it. go ahead. I want to hear your film theory thing as well. You go ahead. But that's not my favorite film. I was going to segue, surprise segue into okay, 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 favorite. Okay, <laughs> okay. okay. Hitchcock film. I'll, I'll talk about uh, my favorite uh, Hitchcock film, which is from his peak era as well, and just personally my favorite yeah. because it scared the shit out of me. Was uh, Birds. Yeah. <laughs> so it's adapted from uh, Daphne du Maurier's uh, short story. uh but it's just the basic premise of birds attacking uh, the humans yeah but the whole screenplay is completely different it's very hitchcock screenplay random people cross their paths and it's very light hearted screwball type you know yeah. uh, uh you know take on two characters meeting hmm. but as soon as it gets into this and surprisingly and hitchcock was known for his scores you know with by bernard herman hmm. and other other composers but mostly bernard herman Mm. um the, and this this film was i think right after psycho came 
three years after Psycho, and Psycho yes. was the whole peak of Bernard Herrmann with scores like with those violins and jing 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 and like that whole thrill. <laughs> and yeah. this has no score, but Bernard Herrmann, I think, was the consultant on it or something. Mm-hmm. There's no score; it's all natural sound sounds, yeah. and that is what makes it so so much scary. That it's all sounds by birds, the seagulls, the crows, the sparrows, and whatnot. Birds, yeah. I have no idea about. Yeah, I wanted to ask actually. Does I've not seen the birds, right? Uh, yeah, is birds like more experimental Hitchcock though in that sense? So like, because like you know he's he's not follow. He, he, I mean, this is from what I know of the film that you don't get a particular sort of explanation, right? He doesn't have that no. sort of sat. satisfactory thing no. he generally gives to the audience right that exactly way. maybe he's like trying to like subvert everybody's idea of what a hitchcock film is maybe that was the idea okay. uh but the thing is every scene is so tense when you go in yeah because you don't know what's going to happen and it's like the, like you don't even realize something that exists around you yeah and that thing could be very you know dreadful or like life threatening in a sense Yeah. uh and they uh, the story takes place near a bay basically a bay area um uh, and obviously there's there's presence of seagulls and everything and what about san francisco i don't uh, think so. it's based in america for sure yeah um uh, but i don't know if it's san francisco i, I don't think so it's san francisco it's some other bay bogdan bay or something like that is there a golden uh, gate reference or anything like that no 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 i don't think so i don't think so okay okay right right sorry um but yeah i mean the sound and i think fellini also loved that movie and he described it as an apocalyptic poem or something like that i don't exactly remember. i remember reading it like couple of years back hmm. but yeah birds is my favorite like how he's the thing is how he uh, like there are scenes like where you where you're literally shitting bricks because you don't know what's going to happen i mean pardon my language but it's actually genuinely no, scary I don't think you need to pardon the language. <laughs> Our podcast, which has really broken the barriers. <laughs> But we've been trying to not use explicitives. No, that's the reason. Uh, uh, yeah, I think you do a decent job. I'm also good at it. I think Arjit is also good at it. But there are other people who are, and they know who they are. <laughs> But the point being, it's so tense whenever you go into scene. and and i will just like give like a brief of one scene but it's i'm not giving getting into details yeah. obviously for reasons you've not seen the, there are people sitting in one room and they see outside on like a swing yeah. they see one bird they cut and they look outside there are more birds and every time the camera yeah, cuts there are more birds yeah. Yeah, and it's like and it's like the dread is increasing and there are no no, no music no background music it's just yeah. like So when you're describing it, it seems like I'm telling you, it, it is pure <laughs> cinema joy. I'm telling you, just watch that movie and like watch it without any expectations because maybe I've like hyped it up too much because it's my favorite. I because mean, I remember watching it the first time. I, I watched it like in 2015, 2016 when I was in that Hitchcock phase of watching Strangers yeah. on a Train, uh, Vertigo, and And I remember watching Vertigo, and then I watched uh, Birds, and I was like, Vertigo doesn't even stand a chance in front of Birds, because talk I, about that I mean, I mean, that's just my that is just my opinion. Because as soon as that movie finished, and I was like, oh shit, and I got out of the out of the house, and I was paranoid as. Yeah, yeah. I was paranoid because I was like, oh shit. Maybe you're just scared of like nature. I mean or... that is also one of the themes, the undertones in the film. But let's not talk about it. You know? But, but yeah, uh, you go ahead. Like uh, well, I know I have uh, two questions. Mm. One of them is like uh, the scene that you described. Mm. What do you think? Like 
it kind of provokes needles film nerds from all of us like using this simple editing process cut 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 and with every yeah. cut i'm building up shot by shot yeah 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 like one bird two birds a flock of yeah, birds yeah. like that so and it's like a very simple we, we can go to that film theory thing Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it, it kind of provokes that inner film nerd thing, like you know hmm. all those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and generally read or study, hmm. but there is a lot of questions like, oh, okay, you're studying films or you're studying theoretically, but how are you going to apply it? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. taking it from yeah. the book, textbook, and just doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the thing is, it's it's so well earned. until that mm. point because you know how he he's probably set it up before like long back and you sub- even that you probably wouldn't notice something happening expl- like uh, if, like happening too much you probably have registered things in your nice and uh, happening come we have to time to like <laughs> yeah uh, i had one more question which is a bit mm. controversial but like i thought mm. like, yeah uh, mm. yeah let's let's um, provoke the birds nest <laughs> so, so what do you think about the controversy regarding the film actually tippy hedren said that she was petrified and it's got kind of forced I mean, do you think like that that's kind of or what do you think in general of uh because he's usually not is known as a very dignified quiet yeah. guy no he's not he's like a very authoritarian personality like yeah, i know yeah. i mean was that like, like a norm only in hollywood at that time because it was like yeah kubrick kubrick yeah, yeah that's what i was thinking yeah. getting at yeah yeah i mean so, uh, so i think 10 years later mm-hmm. shining shining ah shining came like 20 years some later like ha <laughs> ah, that's 20 more, years more or less. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do you think like that thing like how it uh, like all those things she said like how it does it change the way we watch a film Like so I think the best part is I the 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 thing that I I went into birds was I didn't know anything about the movie. Yeah. Like I had no idea what the film is about, and I was pleasantly surprised. That was like the best thing that happened. And even on rewatch, when I watched it very recently, it was like everything stays so fresh. Yeah. Like every moment still works for me. But the thing is, um, I don't I know it's like morally maybe wrong. It it is probably wrong, but. Uh, while watching the film it is so immersive that you probably wouldn't notice and you are probably scared with the characters themselves yeah. i mean that that is what i'd say but i don't know uh, oh, you guys I, you guys no i honestly think it's a matter of if you know it from before there's a certain distance that's created i think exactly uh, yeah. automatically a little bit like i think with the, but it happened with me strangely with queen the hindi film Okay. Uh, like oh, first right. time I watched it was like whatever. It's I liked it quite a bit, but then I, whatever the news had happened about like Vikas Vellan, and then I rewatched it and I was like, just a mm. bit icky <laughs> about certain stuff. But like, mm. there's a lot of filmmakers who, <clears throat> like, on a sort of moral level, are like completely on some other plane only. But like, yeah. I love their films, and I know about whatever potential cases they are going through. But I can't. I've, fundamentally can't deny the fact that the film itself has a big impact on me i mean very like, yeah. like it's polanski so, like, i asked this question specifically because uh, i think usually he had a same shape but this film yeah. kind of yeah, yeah started a controversy and i think there was also hitchcock said once that you know actors 
should be yeah with the method acting thing yeah 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 scattles or something like that which yeah yeah because i can't relate to because when i see he talks interviews and all like sitting this man with smoking cigars or like oh is like that and he speaks like that but wasn't the sorry sorry go ahead go ahead and then i'll say no no i was saying that he had a very strong sense of humor his sense of humor was also very yeah 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 it's unbelievable for a person like who constantly deals with murders and dead bodies and all that he has such a nice sense of humor and a lot of those dark comics Darkly yeah. comedy, also, you know, percolated through his films uh, yeah. in a very subtle mm. way. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he de- oh, like me? I think he has a properly dark sense of humor, and like some of his work is quite funny. Like uh, that. Yeah, yeah. In a sense, yeah. it's very funny. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like take me as an example. Like, like someone is sitting and constantly watching. Like, yeah. yeah. Made that, like, films are recommendable, which is not true of like a lot of <laughs> filmmakers, I think, or like yeah, authors yeah. like that way. Like his films are very recommendable. Uh, yeah, I made yeah, yeah. I made people watch Vertigo and they loved it, which I was glad about. Uh, yeah, because they are in a in a way like they'll. I mean, for me, I feel they'll appeal to anyone and everyone. I feel. Yeah. Yeah, even I mean, though we are, we are talking about like film form more, right? We are talking about yeah, cutting yeah, yeah. and like all that stuff. But like, obviously, on yeah. a very sort of basic level, only they operate so well because of what he's doing in terms of like cutting mm-hmm. and like short mm-hmm. composition mm-hmm. and everything. That I think the I, I guess that's the see people like to look at Hollywood cinema in a kind mm-hmm. of classic Hollywood cinema in a sort of like uh, derogatory way now because. Mm-hmm. there's so many film movements that are coming you know there's the whatever mm-hmm. now it's like about which shots or which narrative sort of subvert everything and whatever like, i love them yeah, like, yeah. i really like all that but like there is a certain joy in watching a classical narrative and like classical filmmaking like it's just nice and like satisfactory to like come out of mm. a film and feel like you know everything is solved but like i think hitchcock films are more than that but like in mm. general the essence of the narrative gets complete by the end and like you know mm. you feel everything has added up and everything like, yeah, there's there's this a certain very interesting thing that yeah. he said i'm sorry i just interrupted no no go no, ahead no, no, go ahead interesting thing it happened actually yesterday we were sitting and a friend of batch met my dad friend and also friend yeah so we were speaking about how you know film school students they have this thing you know, we're going to be takoshi godard babog and all this name dropping <laughs> and all that so what kind of things we can think of and he said that see i want to he said that i want to make films that yeah. the people who are outside of these film schools even they are mm. going to watch mm-hmm. yeah. not like that's the thing you mentioned with hitchcock like you know you can recommend to anyone not just yeah. you can't recommend a bergman to anyone it's just like, no 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 you can't <laughs> Bergman is still fine. I mean, try recommending Tarkovsky to like a normal person. They'll like come and hit you with like something. <laughs> no, but I think uh, T. P. Hedren, I think the one who accused, also acted in another Hitchcock movie, Post Birds, uh, oh, okay. which is uh, Marni. I've not seen it, but what I know is it is Anurag Kashyap's favorite <laughs> Hitchcock film. Marni is supposed to has a very like good reputation. Like it's it's supposed yeah, yeah, to be yeah. like his confessional film. Uh, oh, like a very personal film, I think. Uh, Hitchcock. I didn't know. Yeah, almost like an apology to like everyone or everything. I mean, that's I think oh. Vertigo <laughs> also a little bit. Oh, uh, like yeah, yeah. Criti- criticizing his own methods and everything. Right. Uh, 
yeah but uh, let's should i transition cuz i <laughs> yeah yeah go ahead vertigo. please my favorite is vertigo i mean it's a common favorite now i think and i think it's becoming one of the whatever common absolute favorites of like uh, i think it was number one on uh, sight and sound ka films of all time i think it still is i think it still, still is okay okay psycho isn't no no i don't think psycho, psycho is. is somewhere like 5 6 or something or down the order okay i i usually i always thought psycho was a number one okay no anyway. i i we were discussing this like i think rear window is the most discussed and i think vertigo now is like completely like gone hmm. on some other level just i think i mean i i i'll bring my point to rear window here i think the fact is that i think uh, vertigo works on two planes for me beautifully like i think the central mystery of it itself mm-hmm. i find super intriguing right mm-hmm. you know this is like you're trying to uh, like the central mystery i we all have seen it right vertigo mm-hmm. so yeah. so i think yeah. it's more or less about like just this guy who gets into an accident and has like fear of heights like again simple plot and then like someone mm-hmm. hires him from a school and like asks him to uh, keep a check of his wife who he thinks he's is getting is cheating was it cheating is cheating yeah. yeah 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 and then stuff happens like bad stuff happens and like whatever mm. he falls in love with uh, that, that woman and all that stuff but i think mm. the, the essence of it like uh, as a mystery it's also i think one of those hitchcock films that doesn't satisfy entirely the audience like it's got like looser and not looser ends but like the ending has like a very shakespearean tragedy to it which i think is mm. very like interesting and like like on that sort of narrative level to it's functioning fantastically i mm. think this is what the careers to cinema people tapped into with hitchcock was his films are like always talking about cinema and like how cinema is like limited and like has an obsessive quality to it which mm. uh which which taps into like the anxieties of like the viewer like what we have so it and I, i think with vertigo it's more to do with uh the fact that and why i think people say that he's critiquing himself here is carry or uh, no carry grant as i would say uh, james stewart's character tries mm. to sort of find an exact replica of something he has lost so it's a like to i think whatever people had commented about is that the director sort of uh, mm. need or desire to get the perfect sort of treatment out of the actors and like you know the idea of like taking takes and takes and takes and takes and like just getting the perfection sort of uh, mm-hmm. nailed down like that that idea of it sort of runs through it and i think mm-hmm. that on that sort of second level i never picked up on it when i saw it the first time and the more i sort of think about it and read about it i i find that fascinating uh, so i think vertigo like on those two planes works so well for me rope i saw this time and that happened the case with rope also with me mm. uh, that it worked on these two levels uh, rear window i think is the, <laughs> my i'll just transition to my my problem with it unless actually you guys go go ahead with the vertigo first what do you guys have a think? question yeah uh, yeah so like uh, sorry what was that oh yeah so what do you guys think like uh, uh, james stewart or anthony perkins who gave a better performance I mean, it's not a fair comparison given he got got so many roles, but Perkins got one, and he yep. nailed it. But uh, like, what do you think? What do you guys think in general about that? Can I just say that I find James Stewart like at least in the three movies I've seen him, and he's a like in Vertigo. I think his acting abilities are used the best. 
because i think mm. it's like he's this obsessive like really uh he's more he's very like morally uptight right he wants everything perfect and everything in in the other two films i kind of find his character a bit annoying <laughs> just rare into i can imagine i've not seen rope so i don't know yeah in, i think he's the party pooper in rope <laughs> like he just yeah 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 he's totally totally the killer yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 like like to me that sort of element kind of restricts me from saying that he's got like the best performance he's he's perfectly great at it like i guess my memory of vertigo is much more as a hitchcock film than a uh, uh than a james stewart film and but i think with psycho it's both a both a hitchcock film and a anthony perkins anthony perkins film he's yep. so damn good in it uh Bloody but yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah sanjeet what do you think no anthony perkins for sure i mean you'll see that performance and you're like he's doing wonders right. even right. like just one doing the like the basics ever, right. sorry yeah. sorry i think one of the greatest performances ever maybe like yeah yeah, yeah absolutely uh, absolutely yeah. one moment is this friendly guy talking Yeah, he's got a very innocent face also no i think like yeah, yeah 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 and 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 the one that which is which is now a very pop culture thing the last shot very the last smiley. shot right that smile it comes from that innocent baby face like yeah slowly moves into that eepy <laughs> smile i mean uh, and yeah. and i'm telling you that shot still holds up like crazy like you watch yeah, the yeah, movie can, and by the time you reach to that shot you are like oh shit this guy is like yeah. mental yeah. stuff crazy stuff yeah, yeah. so You go and get into your film theory. We're okay. If, I mean, we are okay as a motivation. Like, there's not much film theory that way, but it just no. But I'd like, like to know more. That's the thing. Hmm. Uh, also, one thing we were talking about Brian De Palma before, and we yeah. spoke of Ruth spoke of Vertigo. Yeah. Hmm. Palma used it in Body Double. Yeah. Fear of uh, close spaces that protagonist has a claustrophobia. Hmm. And also, he is also very obsessed with the double. Like, he sees double. that someone. Yeah. Right. he made obsession which is basically <laughs> vertigo <laughs> i mean that is vertigo directed by de palma doing it right 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 so many people this even the german there's this german director called christian petzold who makes like great art house films like oh, he yeah. he makes like almost classic hollywood type right. films but like twist them around i think he mm. also had like a couple of films which were supremely inspired by vertigo uh like just this concept of the double is so like prominent i think in in films in general i think mm. the like vertigo is probably like the pinnacle or like starting point of that sort of really I, i'm sure someone can correct me that some some film before that must have been the but like for me it kind of starts at that and you know. we go to a bit about martin scorsese how much he took from i mean anyway, <laughs> we should but, but yeah. we always go through scorsese like once or twice Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen his uh, short, Arjit? Uh, key to reserve. Yeah, yeah, key to reserve. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a film. Films and Hitchcock directed it. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, he so made his own Hitchcock movie also, no? Cape Fear, which is everything yeah. Hitchcock. Uh, was it a Shutter Island? Like Shutter Island is more, more, more like honking, honking. No, like it's like super. Uh, But you. Can put it in in that Hitchcockian okay. territory. I feel Go very on. easily. Yeah. I feel more or less, more or less. Yeah, but uh, huh. moving ahead. Moving ahead <laughs> to you, you had some. You had some. Yeah, picture. No, it's no. Yeah, it's more to do with. I was watching it this time, and I was just like, 
I was really like annoyed by the fact that I don't love it because I really think it's like if you go and study it as a film, right? Mm. About a uh, film about voyeurism because it is mm. so like clearly about voyeurism mm. that, and it's got so many angles to like talk about. Like it's talking about the relationship between the viewer, the person who's watching, and the person who's being watched. So it's like three yeah. layers of it. Yeah. Right? And then it's like. Sometimes the camera will go to the perspective of James Stewart. Otherwise, they'll hmm. like have like this perspective which is outside of James Stewart. So, like you know more than James Stewart almost in some way. You are keyed in more about some information. Hmm. So there's hmm. that angle, and then then there's this. I was reading upon it, and like it's the theory that every person has their own story, and it's all like in a window because everything is like frames within yeah. frames, right? Like he's watching yeah, the, their life through the window. Yeah, yeah. So it's like windows, yeah. like so. It's all like the cinema metaphor is so heavy with it that I was like, uh, was was this like if you want to get into like analysis of it, it's like fantastic. Mm-hmm. I I just don't get like the actual, <laughs> which is very strange. Like I I don't know even why I don't like. Getting mm. the history of it, but like uh, the film theory aspect of it is this only more to do with just deconstructing the language of like. Um, the mm. And also, we should like talk a bit about the Kuleshov effect and yeah, yeah, yeah. how he yeah, used it. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean it's it's a very well known, I think, uh, yeah. the Kuleshov effect by everyone. But for me, that was uh, like I didn't know that's known as Kuleshov effect. Something like yeah. So remember, I was talking to someone, and someone said, "I said, each cop uses this technique, hmm. and he uses in their window. Yeah, uh, seeing a shot of uh, someone's window. Yeah, sneak, like you're sneaking into that apartment, and then you're cutting back to the protagonist, mm-hmm. and that's it, it. Tells us about the protagonist's character. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. and he said, like, no, no, it's not by each cop. It's by actually someone named Lev Kuleshov in this pioneer of editing and all that. I think really." Mm-hmm. And he googled and went back and and that's what I'm saying. Like uh, all these film theories that mostly a lot of people say, and even I get that in like film schools, a lot of people say, "Oh no, no, it's we we don't need the theory part. We just have to work and that's how we learn." And yeah, it's amazing how Hitchcock, uh, without being any without any pretense or any kind of thing, and he just took these basic film theories. Yeah. Uh, Uh, well, the, the fundamentals, I might yep. say, and he just translated them uh, in simple, effective ways, yep. which haven't faded like fifty years, sixty years down the. I don't think they'll ever fade, honestly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, these are like yeah. they uses they they like explicitly, uh, you know, uh, utilizes the these simple techniques like uh, the basis of the base, the main basis of uh, film. Hmm. Elements, camera, yeah. shot, gaze, yeah. editing, well, how you're cutting to it, the sound, yeah. and, <clears throat> and it's it's amazing to uh, see all these things. And if we actually uh, start from any Hitchcock film, any film, yeah, and we trace it back, we'll find something or the other. Maybe those pioneering techniques by the Soviet filmmakers or the German expressionists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, that's how, and it's not like Hitchcock makes films for film nerds or film geeks. Yeah. Mm. Uh, he, he, he's <laughs> like for the common people. It's yeah. like someone who's working like eight hours a day and then 
getting off from office and then hitting the theaters yeah mm. the film is for those people yeah but he's taking it from a very uh, like from from a very pure concept and he's taking mm. a lot of fleas and thrills yeah he's mixing it up so i think it takes uh, someone like some a genius like which got to do it right? yeah mm. i mean it's i think we we uh, i've obsessed about this genre cross genre of like commercial mm. and art house and he i think is like the king of that like i mean art house is like you can make it art house as as like a film whatever enthusiast like you can read into it and everything it's got all those layers but primarily it will work on that or oh, his best work will work on that uh, or my favorite work will work on the on both levels best work i'm not using that word because the rear windows like the biggest class one of the biggest <laughs> uh, But yeah, I mean the way he really... said, like uh, you have to ask people why they go into these uh, scary house theme parks or yeah. these roller coasters. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're scared so much, and they're still paying to scare. So we have the the fundamental question is why do people pay to get scared? Mm-hmm. I think it was in the Dick Cavett show, and the Dick Cavett asked, "So do you know the answer?" He said, "Absolutely not. My livelihood depends upon it. What <laughs> and why do?" People yeah. get to know the secret behind it. I I don't know. I definitely don't want to know. Yeah. So, and it's really funny in a way that we'll always want to watch a Hitchcock film, and yeah. like first those who haven't watched, they will also be mesmerized watching him the first time. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. like this is constant being this fresh uh, thing, and it's not even like it's not it it's not even something very extravagant or something like that. but it's constantly yeah. fresh in the mind of people that and it's also working in a way uh, in a very deeper sense of that in the psychology yeah. in our psychology yeah. that mm-hmm. yeah we actually want to get scared or freaked out or creeped up yeah like yeah, yeah, yeah yeah right and that's why you want to watch those films and and he gives us exactly what we want yeah so, so also in a way i think he was a very good he had a very good understanding of how human psyche worked at least in this mm-hmm. yeah in this yeah. regard yeah yeah, yeah yeah why people wanted to sit in the dark and get afraid of it <laughs> yeah, they they also pay for it yeah yeah i mean yeah, we watched the whole thing that we it's, oh, it's like the classic no voyeurism only you know it's like the whole cinema as voyeurism like most of it mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'm going to theory cuz i'm pouring myself anyway before we before yeah. we end uh, uh one film by hitchcock that you would like to recommend apart from the 48 to 63 era that you think would be great great to recommend mm. uh, can i just recommend uh, roger <laughs> no 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 uh, can I, i really love the 30s wall of films also some of them but i mm. actually want to just recommend rebecca for one shot <laughs> like don't just, don't <laughs> Honestly, let me, let me guess. Is it the shot where she enters the room? She is this small in the in that big mansion. Oh no, no, it's not that. It's, it's the it's oh. the one I discussed with you. Like, there's one one shot, uh, which is repeated in rope, which is like re- doing the flashback of like events in a very oh, unique okay. way. Right, right, right. Yeah, I just wanted to flag it up. Okay, so uh, like, okay, I won't recommend Rebecca. I'll just recommend. Uh, what is it uh, 
basic taking bomb elements like mm-hmm. uh mm. everyone knows uh the person there's this is family and there's this another uncle coming to the it's not a spoiler it's actually known in the film that there is this uncle coming to the family visit the family mm. the audience knows who the uncle is mm-hmm. and the family doesn't know mm-hmm. and the uncle comes and lives with them and the audience is like constantly uh, pulled to the edge of the seat like Edge of yeah. How long before the family gets to know how long and what's going to happen after that? Yeah, yeah. Basic things, and he's like putting you there, right there, and he's going to throw you to the other end, the audience, and like we are like constantly, kind of feel that paranoia, like what's going to happen, what's going to happen. This guy is not your ordinary guy. He has a problem. Yeah. Mm. I mean, we we know everything. We have the information. Yeah. Yes. Who is family yeah. doesn't know how long till the family gets soon and we we are not we we both are on even footing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a favorite. I love that. Uh, mm. uh, and I'll re- like to recommend. Uh, I know actually. Friends. What I recommend. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> what else is left that I watched, which is I not from this? <laughs> yeah. But I quite like Frenzy. It's. Uh, it's your typical thriller like murder mystery and you know who's the killer and it's like the whole ticking bomb thing happening and the whole anxiety because at some moments i was i was like i just paused the movie like this is like too much anxiety for me at times i was like no oh But, really okay no i mean just for me at i mean uh, the moment i watched it was like probably in that zone as well but no not not the thing to talk about but uh, <laughs> i can see a lot of elements that might have inspired uh, shriyam raghavan for his films subsequent films that he's made uh, in the last 10 years or something yeah. um also frenzy was his uh, british film in a lot of years uh, mm-hmm. alfred hitchcock's british film uh, it was the second last penultimate film before he passed away but uh, it is typical fun typical hitchcock fun it has comedy elements it is thriller murder uh, somebody wronged and yeah. you know who's the killer and there are like some fantastic sequences yeah. which you don't even like at some, until a point you're like oh this is turning out to be a very average type of thriller because you think you've seen this mm-hmm. but then there are some sequences that come in which are like oh he's why is he going in these ways oh but mm-hmm. it's like so much fun and uh, it is exactly the kind of elements dipama took from this film and like started making films like like where hitchcock stopped dipama just started from that moment onwards <laughs> like right. it has elements of erotica and all of that so i mean yeah. uh, i so think I mean, great... uh, there's a dipama movie right by noa bomba a documentary documentary yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so i mean which, i think he said that he he's the person he knows that he copies hitchcock but he copies him the best 
totally but then see the thing is if you can engross us engage and like immerse in that whole thing doesn't matter if you're copying to me yeah. like what diploma does will be copying after like the whereas barely people who can like how do you do become original now like is the yeah 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 you know but like people who most of the people who've seen diploma and haven't seen hitchcock they wouldn't even realize if it something can because it's mm-hmm. so much of like so much things and everything so yeah. well made even diploma's like later films also raising cane and all mm-hmm. which were people i don't know people like it as much or not but i quite like it because it's like very much the similar mm-hmm. kind of fun like you'll have uh, a hitchcock film palmas Uh, most mainstream film mission impossible yeah oh yeah oh yeah i i completely forgot about that yeah it's so much from each cop the first high scene with which like the tom cruise enters and you know takes so much from that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, right it's really very crazy for people to say like oh mission impossible let's say how is it but even like the very first film yeah mm-hmm. uh, but uh, i just want to ask, Have any of you watched Spellbound? I read once that uh, Salvador Dali mm. did the art direction for that film. Oh wow! Oh, surprising! I have Spellbound. No, no, I haven't. No, I, even I haven't. So okay, so it's also. But I, I can I can imagine yes, like surrealism. I, I can imagine surrealism being a part of like he he has like those moments of really. Oh, like, it's by it's with Gregory Peck and Ingrid Bergman. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah Yeah. Okay, sorry, sorry. You were speaking. I interrupted. No, no. I, we, no, no. We discussed this. No, he has like these very strange sort of dream sequences and like everything that are integrated in his films. Like even mm-hmm. uh, which, which would, which can sort of explain some of the sort of why Dali would have sort of done. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels believable. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anything else or? You Should watch we... serial films, right, Sanjit? Uh, right now, early, early serial films. What's the seashell and something? That's not Hitchcock. <laughs> no, no, I know that's not Hitchcock. I'm just talking about serialism. Mishes of the Afternoon. I watched. Oh yeah, which you watched like two, three times since. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is fantastic. fantastic. I mean, yeah. unrelated recommendation. Watch Mishes of the Afternoon yeah. <laughs> on Vimeo. And then also watch Inception. <laughs> 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 Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No CGI and everything. Like no CGI, yeah. nothing. No big But, budget production. Oh, measure of the afternoon is some other level, sir. Other level, other level. I mean, uh, I could uh, get the whole thing that is happening, but it's just like too good, too good. Like I've been like I've watched like I have to. I haven't written. I have to write. But anyway, yeah. um, okay. So this is the end of the episode. <laughs> We've uh, recommended watch Hitchcock this Christmas. Watch Hitchcock this Christmas, <laughs> and then follow it up with Maya Darren's uh, Messages of the Afternoon. <laughs> It'll be a merry, merry Christmas. <laughs> Very merry Christmas. Yeah, yeah. But uh, some lovely stuff because, like, Hitchcock is one film we should have discussed like long back. But it's like we we're getting out all the things that we know about him now. Yeah. But it's. There's like so much more to talk about him as well. Like I think we've yeah. just like covered fifty percent of it. We've yeah. covered his mainstream that's, of only. That's being very general. <laughs> Probably covered like thirty. Okay, I think a lot of our uh, film watching, uh, uh, the sensibilities of uh, reading a film mm. or understanding a film have also been influenced by his works. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Work. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, 
you might not like a film like wholly but hmm. uh, there will be parts or elements which you oh, yeah. definitely you yeah, yeah. yeah. along the way and yeah 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 Absolutely. but yeah so thank you arjit for coming for this episode and talking about hitchcock was lovely yeah. having you here yeah. yeah i hope we we have more episodes with our recurring you're like uh, not even a guest anymore like most yeah. of the people uh, who come on yeah, are not guests <laughs> they're not guests anymore yeah it's like our our hitchcock cameo comes back it's like the it's like a hitchcock cameo <laughs> <laughs> or 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 an m night shamlan cameo because you stay longer yeah, yeah, yeah. unfortunately yeah, yeah, yeah. it's become like which i hate to say it like, i mean he's he's just uh, let's not go into m night shamlan <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah so um, thank you for listening to this episode please follow us on instagram at queensdead.filmpodcast you can follow us on spotify please follow, follow us on spotify it really helps uh, uh, us reaching to out to more people uh, share it with friends and dm us any suggestions recommendations or anything any of your viewpoints that you had about any of our episodes it would be lovely you can follow dhruv on his instagram at terminal cinema you can follow me at pixel baba Arjit doesn't want to be followed on Instagram, but you can follow him on Letterboxd at Nostradamus. Small um, note before yeah. the end. Yeah. All these films, or most of these films we've discussed, are available on the Criterion channel. Yes, Criterion sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. This episode has been sponsored by Criterion. <laughs> you can <laughs> you can get Criterion at ten percent discount by using a coupon code. It's in the description. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh thank you for listening um and uh, merry christmas i didn't will this come out in christmas is the is the term used by yeah it's uh, hitmus hitmus criterion yeah, term hitmus uh thank you and khatam aaj maine teen baar 5 saal mein lagatar critics ke muh pe tamacha mara hai 5 साल में तीन बार साजिद क्रिटिक्स के मुंह पर तमाचा मार चुके हैं ये बात हम नहीं खुद साजिद ही कह रहे हैं और ऐसा कहकर साजिद ने छेड़ दी है क्रिटिक्स से जंग क्रिटिक्स के प्रति मेरा ये जंग जारी रहेगी क्योंकि एक जमाने में मैं भी क्रिटिक था मैंने भी दूसरों की फिल्मों की धज्जियाँ उड़ाई मैंने भी दूसरों की फिल्मों की बैंड बजाई लेकिन हमेशा सच बोला मैंने और जिस फिल्म के बारे में बोलता था मेरा नाइन्टी रिकॉर्ड था टेलीविजन पर आप मेरा कोई भी शो उठा के देख लीजिए ऑन यूट्यूब ऑल अवेलेबल I used to be bang on correct because I love movies. These critics, they don't understand Hindi films. मेरे सामने कभी पचास को बिठाओ मैं पचास को एक शॉट में उड़ा दूंगा